faith, family, freedom, hope, and opportunity. You're listening to Freedom Rings. I'm your host, Senator Marsha Blackburn. Hi there. We are so excited you're joining us again. Another podcast of Freedom Rings and just love having you meet so many of these freedom fighters that are joining us. Happy warriors that are coming to D.C. And another of the new members of the class of 2021, Ashley Henson from Iowa. Congratulations and welcome. Thank you, Senator. I'm so glad to be here and I'm just really excited to to be your partner in the House now. And um, I think we, we clearly have a lot to do and a lot to fight and a lot to fight for. So I'm just grateful to be here. And I tell you, this year, you have to say it's the year of the conservative woman, Mm -hmm. uh, the happy warriors that are there to stand up for freedom. And I love the fact that you all are the freedom force. That's right. And you're pushing back on the squad and all of their leftist ideas. So good work. Yeah, well, it was very clear. And I drove my minivan all around the first district (laughs) in Iowa. And what I heard from people was that was not the right answer. And um, they doubled down on that. And I think that uh, is unfortunate because that's not the direction this country wants to go. And I think the voters made that very clear. And that's why we have our our freedom force to fight the squad and why we have so many great conservative women coming to serve in Congress. Oh, I think so. Also, I have to ask you, let's talk for a minute about your background Mm -hmm. and how you became interested in uh, the political process, because you've served in the Iowa State Legislature. You've had a leadership role there. Mm-hmm. You had been a news reporter, an award-winning journalist uh, prior to that. And somewhere along the way, something really created your interest in public service and your commitment to freedom and freedom's causes. So give me a little bit of that background. Yeah, well, I think it came down to, like like so many women who put their name on the ballot this cycle, they wanted to do something about what they were passionate about. Um, I had spent years telling Iowan stories and traveling all over the state, hearing the good and the bad. And I think that context, I... I I just saw it. I was so passionate about it, but I was also passionate about being a government watchdog. And I think when I looked at some of the things that were happening at the state, I thought I I can be that person to tell that story, number one, but also hold them accountable. And so, um, yeah, in 2016, I put my name on the ballot to run for the state legislature. And um, there are so many synergies between being a journalist and being a legislator if you're doing it right, right? It's asking the questions, doing your due diligence on all those issues. And I'm just... Um, thrilled at the opportunity to to be able to come here and and tell those stories every day because I think that's really what that's what should be happening here in Congress. People clearly send a message; they're tired of the people who are not listening, mm-hmm. and they want people who are going to listen and be their advocate. Right. So by reporting on what was going on in public affairs and in mm-hmm. the public space policy, right. you developed an awareness that things could be done better. Mm-hmm. More efficiently, even. Yeah. And some of the bills that I filed in Iowa, I think, are demonstrative of what I did in my career, right? I wanted more transparency, more sunlight. Uh, I filed a bill to require our school districts to report more of their actual spending. If they kept coming to us and saying, we need more money, hey, I'm a mom, I've got school kids. Uh, I, I want our schools to be well-funded, but I also want to make sure they're doing what they should be with our money. So um, I, I was pushing for bills that did that. I pushed for a bill that required a reporting period for our offenders because 
they were being allowed to resign their jobs and jump from school district to school district. That's just wrong. So Mama Bear came out and mm-hmm. listened to constituents in my district and filed a bill that required more oversight in that area and more reporting to the Board of Educational Examiners. So um, I think I, I used my skills as a journalist and was able to convert that into good pieces of legislation, many of which are now laws in Iowa. And I'm, I'm very proud of that. That is fantastic. What do you think was your big, biggest achievement while you were there in the state house? So I, I chaired the transportation committee and I was trying to focus on bills that number one were bipartisan bills, but also number two, that really were forward looking bills. Uh, so focusing on automated transportation technology and, and what the future of the technology uh, industry looks like for the transportation industry. So um, I think just passing good legislation that was bipartisan, most of those bills passed 100 to zero uh, out of our, our chamber. And I I'm very proud of the work we did there um, to really move things forward for the state of Iowa. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing many of those things here. Great. And as you come here, then what issues are going to be at the core of your work? What is going to be your emphasis? Well, I think as I traveled through the first district, it's it's the kitchen table issues that Iowans and Americans want us to come here and work on to be their advocate for uh, tax policy. So many small businesses are hurting uh, right now. And when I see the kinds of things that are happening here in Congress right now, they've clearly lost touch with those priorities. So yeah. focusing on um, small business relief and, and that really impacts the family's bottom line, how many jobs are dependent on small businesses. And um, so so looking at that um, is going to be a priority for me, not just to get us through the pandemic, but long term as well, because we got an economy to recover here and we can build and grow and um, we just need the right policies to get there. So I'm really excited to come here and work on those issues. That's that's fantastic. And, you know, the president repeatedly says V-shaped recovery. Right. And our unemployment numbers are uh, the unemployment numbers are moving in a positive direction, and we appreciate seeing that. And I think we're all really frustrated that in the House, you all are focused on cannabis and cats, right? big cats, mm-hmm. and not getting COVID relief and some cash over to these small businesses. So it does make a difference. So tell me a little bit about your family. So um, I'm married to Matt. Uh, we've been married 12 years. And he's an insurance agent in Iowa, small business owner. So when I talk about that, it's personal for us. It's it's a passion for me, and it's a passion for him as well. Um, and then we have two beautiful children. Max is almost 10, and Jax is almost 8. So uh, they keep me plenty busy. They keep him plenty busy, obviously, now that I'm going to be here. But uh, we, have, we have a great system, a great support network in place. Um, we're lucky we have grandmas and grandpas in Iowa as well who love their grandbabies and are helping us out so much so that I can be here and be a good role model for them. Um, when I, it's funny, I was door knocking for my state house race and I had a, a woman tell me she thought I shouldn't run because I had children. Yeah. And I said, I think back we've all her. heard that. Yeah. And I said back to her, I was like, I'm sorry, but I think I'm a, I'm a good role model for my kids. I'm showing them what it means to be a solid Iowan and a good American. And um, so I, I am so proud of my family and my, my kids, I FaceTimed with them. I was at the Capitol the other day yeah. and I, you know, FaceTimed to show them where I was and they just thought that was the coolest thing. So I can't wait to get them out here to see it in person. They have a front row seat to history, literally, as as young people. So um, it'll be a, a neat experience for our family. And then when you were their age, what really inspired you to think about 
freedom. What was the impact on you there? You know, I, I've always been a conservative. And it's funny, my mom actually pulled out when I won a, a paper that I wrote when I was in high school uh, on welfare to workfare, getting people back into the workforce and personal responsibility and freedom and how important that is. And so I, I've always kind of been thinking about that. And um, I, so I, it so was inspired. always there and then reporting on it brought it forward, mm -hmm. and then you put it into action by running for the state house, yeah. and now you're expanding that action by coming to Congress. Yeah, and I think that that's the ultimate American dream, right, is being able to find something that you're passionate about and act on it. And we have that opportunity here in this country, and um, I think my experience as a journalist, if it, if it taught me anything, it's that tenacity matters, digging matters, and Sometimes the answer is no, but you can keep pushing. And um, so that's how I've always tried to operate. And I think that's why I was successful um, in music. I, I play violin and piano also. That's my hobby um, as well. And I think I've heard from a lot of people they want to start a, a band, another band of some kind. So maybe we'll work on that while we're here. Well, there was but, a House Republican band at one point. Yeah. So maybe and we'll keep so, doing that. But you, you yes. get you have to work hard. You have to practice. You have to be motivated. And um, complacency is never rewarded. You have to work hard. That is absolutely so true. And I have been so impressed that this year, it really has been the year of the conservative woman. We have more conservative women serving in elected office at all levels than ever. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, as you look at it, uh, those of us that have been at this for a while trying to push conservative women forward because the media is always going to villainize and diminish conservative women and say your voice is not welcomed. And it's a double left, standard. It's a big double standard, and they choose intellectual isolation because they never want the point and the counterpoint. Mm -hmm. They want women to submit to the leftist agenda, and women who are on the right are free thinkers and independent women. So you've got I, I've the, always said, change my mind, right? I'll yeah. give you my perspective. Here's why I believe something. You tell me yours. Let's have a conversation about it. But go ahead. Try to change my mind. I think that's, that's what's missing in the process right now, and right. especially from a lot of what's presented in the media, too. Very true. And robust, respectful political debate has served our nation well. Right. And you were the first woman from your district elected to the state house, mm -hmm. and now the first woman from your district elected to Congress. Republican woman, yes. 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 And then you've got uh, Joni Ernst as your senator. Mm -hmm. You have a female governor. Yep. So Iowa is pushing forward. There are a lot of women who are looking at you all, and they're expecting you to role model how to get this done. So how are you going to mentor and pull these women forward? What's the message you want to send to them? Well, it's already happening. I think that's the first thing I would say. I've already, in the week after the election, I had people calling to say congratulations and how can I get involved, which I think is fabulous. And so I think for, for me and other women who are in our positions, we need to use our connections to help these women engage. Uh, they want to be on boards and commissions and um councils, you know, we've got to encourage people to step up and run. And it does take some courage to put your name on the ballot. But uh, if you don't say something, if you don't speak up, 
nothing changes. And I think that that's very clearly message received for so many women who maybe have been on the sidelines and now are like, okay, look, I've got Joni and Ashley and, and Kim. And before Kim, Linda Upmeyer also was the first woman speaker of the Iowa House. So we have blazed the trail. And now people are saying, yeah, I can do that. And I think that's just really neat. So we have to encourage them, engage them, um, mentor them, um, and talk about the the challenges, but also the amazing successes that can come from uh, running for office. And the reason for it all, which is freedom. Yes. And so preserving freedom. You know, Ronald Reagan always said, we don't pass it along in the bloodstream. Every single generation has to fight for it. Mm-hmm. And you're going to meet some great freedom fighters, happy warriors. <laughs> so thank you for joining us for this episode of Freedom Rings. And keep following us. Thank you for listening to this episode of Freedom Rings. You can follow me on Twitter at Vote Marsha, Facebook at Marsha Blackburn for Senate, and on Instagram at Team Marsha. And you can always find us online at MarshaBlackburn.com. The Freedom Rings podcast is edited and produced by Jared Cummings, executive producers of Conservative Partnership Center and Marsha Blackburn. Together, we make Freedom Ring.